Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Welcome to Chat Noir, Mystery and Suspense. I hope you're having a day filled with clues, conundrums, and red herrings. I'm Linda Kozar, your host, and I'll be interviewing author Janet McHenry today. We're giving away one of her books, Bride and Seek. If you didn't enter the drawing on Facebook and you would like to add your name to the hat, please call in. Our number is 516-453-5123. And you can just call in even if you don't want to enter and you can um, ask Janet questions about her books or mysteries in general. Okay, so here's a little bit about Janet McHenry. She graduated from the University of California, Berkeley with a degree in journalism and married her high school sweetheart, Craig, and worked as a newspaper reporter and editor. They eventually settled down in the Sierra Valley in Northern California where Craig is a rancher and where there is not a single stoplight in the entire county. Wow. (laughs) In their town of 700 plus folks, she says they have raised four pretty good children, all done with college and married, and are now enjoying the grandkids, all of whom are perfect. As a busy writer, speaker, and prayer coordinator at her church and board member of the Sierra Schools Foundation, Janet says the only pastime she has time for is friends. She looks forward to knowing you better. Find her on Facebook or other social media sites, and her Looking Up blog. She was also the Advanced Writers and Speakers Member of the Year and the Mount Hermon Writers Conference Writer of the Year, both notable accomplishments, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Welcome to the show, Janet. Hi, Linda. Very excited (laughs) to be here today. I'm so glad you are, too. Um, I want to, I'm just going to kind of uh, tick off your books really quickly and I know that's probably not all of them. I've I've found that I never quite get all the books and authors written. We don't we don't update our sites all the time and we're busy and you know, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with um Prayer Walk by Waterbrook Press, Daily Prayer Walk, also Waterbrook, Prayer Streaming, also Waterbrook, Training for Success, Girlfriend Gatherings, Prayer Changes Teens, My Prayer Buddy Devotional. The Annie Shepherd Mysteries, Secret of the Locked Trunk, Mystery at the Old Stamp Mill, Golden Rule Duo Series, um, and the winner is Trick and Trouble, The Chosen Ones, Time Out, Caught in the Act, and Mission Impossible. Um, 
Wow. That's a lot of books. And, and the the um, series at the end, that's a children's book series, right? Right. That's a first chapter book series. But I also wrote Girls Mysteries, too. Yes. Oh, fun. I know that like the mystery of the old stamp mill sounds so Nancy Drew to me. I just love that title. <laughs> Thanks. I kind of uh, fashioned it after a spot near us here in the California Sierra, an actual uh, stamp mill that uh, would grind the rock to get the gold out. And so the art on that cover was super fun because they used the actual stamp mill in my county for that that particular art drawing is really, it's a fun oh, project. So yeah, oh, that sounds great. Um, now we're going to start with the, the prayer walk. Um, I read the story behind what inspired you to write it, but would you share that with us? Um, tell us how you got started. As a walker myself, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I was uh, kind of in a physical mess um, about 20 years ago in my life, and the worst moment was when I walked out my back door one day and I found myself in a crumpled heap because my knee had given way. So I knew I needed to do something about my health, but I also knew that God had been calling me to a deeper spiritual walk. So as I, I began, I decided I would just get up 15 minutes earlier and I'd go out and walk and I would pray as I walked. And um, one day I was walking past our little daycare center when I saw what I call daddy's, um, a single daddy's ballet. He handed over his little toddler girl in a blanketed bundle to the daycare worker, and it wasn't even 6 o'clock in the morning yet. And um, just as he did that, the little girl said, bye, daddy, I love you. And I knew at that moment that God had called me more for just kind of the minus of my prayers, (laughs) but that I was to open my eyes and see the needs in my community. Oh, that's beautiful. And so what happened next? I began uh, realizing that there were all kinds of needs around me, the businesses, the people in the homes. And so God began uh, putting on my heart to just pray for whatever I saw. And that's really what prayer walking is. It's praying on site with insight, as Steve Hawthorne would say, you know, wherever Mm. you are, there's a need for prayer, whether you're actually walking or not. (laughs) Wow. I, I love that. Praying on site with insight. <laughs> right. I love that. That's his um, line, not mine, Steve Pontarn. <laughs> but it is nice. <laughs> um, and so have you ever gotten feedback from some of the things you prayed for and, and or maybe realized that your prayers came to fruition? Um, really all the time. Um I'm sorry that somebody somebody just called in and then they and then they uh left us. So I don't know what this is. <laughs> okay. All right. Um while the Janet, are you there? Janet? Um, hello. Uh well we seem to have lost Janet and I hope that she will be able to call back in. I'm not sure um, what happened to her, but um, we'll be asking her more about her series. I'm going to um, try and contact her quickly um, and, uh, and we'll get right back to what we were doing. And let's see if that's her again.
Janet. Hi. Hi, Linda. Hi. Uh, hi. Sorry, I've lost you there. I don't know what happened. I know. We lost you. And yeah. we do have another caller. Hello, caller. Did you want to enter the um, drawing or did you have a question for Janet? Oops. She's Whoever it was is gone again. So, oh, <laughs> so I'm not sure. <laughs> um, all righty. So. So what inspired you? Let's start let's start at the beginning. What inspired you to begin writing and and kind of tell us your journey about how you how you started writing. Um many years ago I was at a women's retreat and the speaker said, uh now ladies, I want you to go out and I want you to find a rock and I want you to sit on it until you hear from God. And I thought that was a little crazy, and but um, I tend to be an obedient child, so I went out and found my rock, and I was there a bit when I just sensed that God was saying to me, I want you to write for me. And I truly, at that time, did not understand all the circumstances of what that, what that meant. But um, I went to a Christian uh, writers conference, called the Billy Graham School of Christian Writing in Minneapolis. And it became very clear what that meant. <laughs> it meant writing for Christian magazines and then eventually uh, writing Christian books. And I've been blessed over the years to have had many opportunities to my, to uh, write different kinds of books and, and to minister to others um, through speaking and, and articles as well. Now, what about your first book contract? How did that happen? Because we all remember, we all remember our first. Oh, yeah. Um, my first book contract, I never even kind of uh, expected to be able to write books. I was happy writing articles, but I felt led to write um, when my children were little. I I wanted to uh, to write for children. And so it was a little board book. Um, it was a Bible kind of a story. And it was a flip book. So if you read it one way, it pivoted uh, and you read it one way, it was the Bible story and you flipped the book to the back and you read it the other way, it was the the nonfiction application. I took that to a writer's conference at Mount Hermon and um, one of the teachers there, Christine Tangvold said, wow, this is very much like a book that that I have in mind, but yours is better, and I'm going to introduce you to my editor. And that's really um, a lot of what Christian publishing is about. It's very um, generous and kind and supportive. Um, And I've really been blessed by many writers over the years. You know, that is so true. Um, I mean, it's so unlike regular publishing. I mean, someone will just... Uh, put their arm around you and say, let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Or, you know, it, it's just a, right. those connections and those relationships you make. And they're not shallow. They're they're fun and they're and they're deep, you know. So I think they're that's life, wonderful. Lifelong, connect, yeah, lifelong connections, really, and very wonderful friendships. Yes. So that one, yes. that one little board book actually led to <clears throat> 13 different uh, children's books that I wrote for one company. Now, um, you write in different genres. You write nonfiction and fiction, um, children's. I mean, which one is your favorite so far? Or do you have a favorite? Uh, hmm. Favorites, you know, uh, growing up and even as a mom, 
when someone asks me what's your favorite color or your favorite food, I can never think. But <laughs> I always enjoy exactly what I'm doing at the time. I, I did a recent Bible study for First Place for Health called uh, Training for Success. I loved doing that. I loved writing this mystery. Probably my more of a comfort zone is nonfiction, though, the, uh, writing about prayer. And that's probably what's been, um, I don't know, kind of stretched me the most, I would guess. Yeah, it's funny. Some people find writing fiction a lot easier and nonfiction harder or vice versa. Um, but, we, but you know, if you're a writer, you can, you can do it. You, you can do, if you're versatile, you can do both. And um, right. and have a good time doing it too. <laughs> um, so tell us about um, Bride and Seek. Um, tell us about this mystery, and and maybe a little bit about Annie's fiction, of which you know I've also written for them. But um, I just think it's a kind of a wonderful combination of of craft and writing. How about you? Well, um, <clears throat> Bride and Seek is uh, number seventeen of twenty four books. Um, that have been or will be written for the Antique Shop Mysteries, which is uh, published by Annie's Publishing. And it is a subscription, kind of a mystery. So you subscribe to the series and you get a book or more a month. And um, they're very fun stories about the uh, protagonist, um, the sleuth, Annie, or excuse me, uh, Maggie Watson. And she is a 40-some-year-old a woman who has lost her husband, but she has gained um, her her Aunt Evelyn's estate on the main coast, which includes a little antique shop in the corner of the property that overlooks the Bay of the Ocean. And uh, all these mysterious things start happening. Objects, she finds objects that have some sort of mysterious history to them. and And so goes the series. And mine is about a uh, 1920s flapper wedding dress that she discovers in Aunt Evelyn's closet. Who and, are you? Um, there's the uh, the level of mystery of like, what is this dress? But also the dress goes missing. And then so that's the mystery goes on from there. It's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Um, now, uh, is this, I mean, how many mysteries have you written? I was trying to count them all. Uh, four, including this one for adults, and then I wrote a series of three um, mysteries for girls that are sort of like a Christian Nancy Drew kind of a mystery series. I loved Nancy Drew as a teenager and oh, read everything I could get my hands on. <laughs> so I created a, <laughs> and a Hardy Boy type character. Yes. Did you once I, once I read right. all those Hardy and then there were uh like Cherry Ames, student nurse. I don't know if you read those. Right. But um, no, there I, were I all just, sorts. Never wanted to be a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, just I yeah. wanting some more Nancy Drew mysteries and there there just weren't any more. <laughs> right. Um, so what, I know I what, ran out too. What's your favorite part about writing a mystery? or adding suspense to something? I mean, do you see it in your mind when you're writing? Uh, I I loved the, um, it's it's sort of mathematical, and I can tend to be sort of, if that makes sense, I go at writing more from a left brain point of view than a right brain point of view, where 
um, you can plot it out. You can create all kinds, bring in various characters. It can be suspects. So you um, lead people off into false trails, and then you eliminate all those possibilities until there's absolutely nothing left for the reader except their own very good brain that really could who is the um, the bad guy in the story. So I love that kind of mathematical aspect of mystery writing. And uh, although I, I did try to free form right brain one of my mysteries, and then I went crazy halfway through the book. And then <laughs> I thought, stop this. Stop this. Create an outline. It's not working. <laughs> But, uh, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I found fine. a happy medium between the two. I freeform it part of the way and then I, I plot it out, you know, I reach a certain yeah. point and I say, okay, now it's time to finish it, yeah. you know, plot it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I figured favorite that character? At the, um, I'm Maggie. Maggie is my favorite character in the story. Um, she definitely is someone that the reader can identify. Um, she's mm-hmm. very human, uh, but she's also a, a really kind person you she could be your friend and uh, she has um, empathy and sympathy for you know the people around her even those people who you know potentially could be the bad guy or the bad the bad woman in the story so um, you know I, I like her a lot I thought she was very sweet so you'd want to meet her in real life oh definitely definitely yeah, someone, I, felt, someone yeah like I felt I felt like we could sit down in the uh, cafe and definitely have um, tea or coffee together. So, <laughs> Now, do you have um, everybody, every writer I know has a book that they want to write, but they haven't written it yet because the timing's just not there. I mean, do you have a book like that in mind, something in your, something in the back of your mind that you're still kind of chewing on thinking about? Um, well, um, I have a couple books, nonfiction books coming out next year. One is uh, 50 Life Lessons for Grads. And um, it'd be a great gift book for graduates. And that's coming out with Worthy Publishing. And then another real sincere book of my heart. And it really could be the last book I ever wrote, (laughs) if there were (laughs) one. Um, But I'm just not supposed to talk about the title of that yet. But it's coming out next summer. And it's a book on prayer. Um, there is another oh. one other book of my heart I would mm-hmm. like to write, and I do have that title, and I've had that title for a long time, but I, I just don't feel free to share that quite yet. Um, it's not completely oh, no. gelled as to how I would put it together. So, but uh, working on that, and, you, and um, a couple and other you do ideas. Do to jealously guard those titles, you know, because even though they're, yes. you know, they're kind of free, anyone else can kind of grab them. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah. and, you know, and, um, you know, the idea, you know, could be on someone else's heart, too. And, uh, you know, uh, and if that person gets that book out first, that's great. You know, um, I would support and rally around that writer, but still kind of in a, in a protective mode for me. So um, I, I right. love sharing and I and I tend to overshare <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> not in an unkind way. But in an enthusiastic way, and my publisher is reining me in on this particular title that's coming out next year. So it'll be out uh, pretty soon. If if people connect with me on Facebook, they can find out. <laughs> yes, and you you know you'll do plenty of sharing when it comes out. I'm sure. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, do, now, do you include in your books from real life travels? I mean, when you're traveling, oh, you know, are you taking yeah, notes? Definitely, definitely. Um, we before I wrote the this book, Bride and Seek, it was set on the main coast, and I'd never been to Maine, so I thought that was a really good excuse to go visit the New England states. So I did oh, that yeah. last September with with two girlfriends and we did a road trip. We started in Massachusetts and did a big circle all the way around the six New England states and um, fell in love with an, um, a little coastal town called Ogunquit in Maine. And I thought, okay, this is the town that it could be or it could be similar to this, um, some, similar to Somerset Harbor where Bride and Seek takes place. So um, I got all of those sites in my head and I got those smells and the sounds and so forth. And, uh, that, that was really wonderful. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I would I feel a spelling the opportunity to do some. Yeah. No, go. <laughs> if, uh, if you had to spell writing. that, oh, don't quit. <laughs> oh, when you spelling you it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, wow. it's an Indian name and, uh, it was a, cute little town with Adirondack chairs all lined up on the coast and oh, um, my darling goodness. little shops. It was oh. a very fun time to go. So, so you but, incorporated uh, yeah, that. Think, and what's the most exotic place you've traveled and written about? Um, not that I've written about, but we, Craig and I did get to go to, um, on an Alaskan cruise last September and that Ooh. was um, that was just amazing. And uh, beyond that, let's see, the most exotic place I've ever visited um, has been the Cape Verde Islands. That they are a series Ooh. of ten islands off the west hump of Africa. And my son uh, married a wow. woman who had African origins, and they got married there. So went over there for a fabulous wedding right on the ocean. Um, it was very oh. beautiful, so hot. Very hot. <laughs> oh. Well, but it sounds, uh, it just sounds like a setting. <laughs> Maybe that could is, be a it is. <laughs> if I If I'd had a little more time to do more research there, but now I, uh, I know about it and I have some resources, but uh, I haven't led, I haven't felt pulled to that kind of destination yet or quite qualified to write out of the African experience. So, um, Yes, but that was that was a very exciting trip. So, um, yeah. is there a genre is there a genre you would never write in or or never read? Hmm. Um. I don't tend to read like thriller, suspense kinds of things. Um, I used to tell people that's because I taught high school English and I had enough terror in the high school hallways. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to read, you know, more kind of uh, classic literature or, um, you know, just kind of fun romance. Um, I like literary romance and, uh, but I don't read sci-fi stuff like that. I don't read a lot of fantasy other than I read all the C.S. Lewis stuff and Tolkien, but, um, mm-hmm. but I probably would not write in those genres at all. Um, I prefer like a literary romance sort of, uh, 
a piece. You know, that's kind of that's one book that I'm working on right now. It's in proposal or historical. We'll see. Too. Yeah, I I prefer I prefer contemporary settings actually. So uh, while I do read classic literature that you know that has a historical setting, I tend to personally prefer contemporary romance that has more of a literary bent to it. So that's uh, like I I write in that area. Well, I have a question. for your do you hate any of your characters <laughs> um, hmm. i I think there's like a sense of humanness, you know sense of like a hum, human thread of some kind with all of the characters, even those who have you know uh, bad motives um so I can empathize. Um, would I hang out with them? Not necessarily. <laughs> I like uh, qu- I like quirky characters. I didn't make really evil people in this particular story, and I know the series does have some um, murder in it. Mine does not. Um, I just I can't kill people off in books, <laughs> uh, and I never did that in a mystery. But uh, I like to have some sense, some redeemable value in every single character in a book and so that there be at the end by the end of it a sense of remorse and uh contrition and restoration of character by the end of the story that's that's really important to me because i believe that we all are redeemable as human beings and um you know our each of our souls is worthy um of redemption well you know i asked that question because agatha christie hated her character Poirot and she couldn't wait to oh. kill him off <laughs> and I didn't know that you know but she she just couldn't wait to get rid of him and the characters love I mean uh, readers love the character but um right but she wait <laughs> um so you know I'd like to do something fun at the end we have a fun little kind of lightning round but really not at the speed of lightning so you don't have to rush um I'm just going to ask you if you like one thing or the other more, and it's sort of October themed. So favorite retro candy, wax lips or jawbreakers? Oh, wax lips. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although they taste terrible. If I remember right, I mean, I never really like the way they taste it. (laughs) And I I come from an era of the, of the penny candy store. So <laughs> I remember. Oh, yes. That was oh, that was such a joy. Um the old Twilight Zone series or the Twilight movies? Oh, Twilight Zone, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And and when no. there was a marathon, <laughs> I just I binge watch my, you know, always looking for my favorite ones. Um okay, who's scarier, Vincent Price or Bella Lugosi? Uh, Bella Lugosi, very creepy, very creepy eyes right there. <laughs> and he was even buried in his in his Dracula outfit. <laughs> yeah, very scary, very scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you've seen these movies, but I'm going to ask if you like The Ghost and Mr. Chicken better or the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein movies. Oh, Abbott and Costello, anything, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Again, non their whole yeah. yeah. 
fun. <laughs> fun. Their whole monster series were hilarious. Uh, okay. Now, when you write mysteries or read them, what is scarier to you, a door creaking open or a door that's partially ajar? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, hmm. Probably door creaking open because that would indicate definitely someone's there <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of scary. Okay, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna play this sound. What's creepier, a piano or a horse winning, like a creepy horse? Oh, <laughs> oh, a, a piano, a piano like that. Okay. Sure, yes. <laughs> I've been around horses a lot. There, I know I know when they're scary and when to stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. Of uh, Bride and Seek is Anna McFarland, and um, I will get you two in touch. And congratulations, Anna McFarland! And um, yeah. gosh, I hope you guys will sign up to get Bride and Seek. You know, join the series is a wonderful series, um, and I'm, I know you'll enjoy Bride and Seek. But Janet McHenry writes a whole bunch of other books, so I hope you'll go to her um, her website www.janetmchenry.com and check out all her other books. So you can find her on Amazon. You can find her in Barnes & Noble, any place online. She's all over the map. And she's on social media too. So thank you so much, Janet, for chatting with me today on Chat Noir. Thank you for having me, Linda. It was really fun. And have a wonderful day. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.